Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to today's episode, episode 77, and the last guest episode of 2021. Welcome. I'm so excited that you're here and that you're going to listen to today's conversation with Margie Adzik, the founder of Addison Bay. I know you guys are going to love this episode. But before we dive in, I want to let you guys know what the next few weeks with HSDT is going to look like. So as I mentioned, today is our last Tuesday guest episode of the year. Next Tuesday, December 21st, will be our Christmas special, which I think you all are really going to enjoy. And then we will pick things up. We'll have a two-week hiatus, two-week break, and then we will pick things up in 2022 early January, which by the way, our first guest is going to be Natalie Steen of The Nat Note. She will kick us off in the new year and I'm really looking forward to it. If you all missed last week's episode with Kate Stewart, the founder of Bobble Stockings, you definitely should go and take a listen. It was a big week for her as she launched her collaboration with Nikki Hilton and Alice and Olivia in New York at Saks. It was fun to be a part of all of the excitement last week. So again, if you haven't listened to episode 76, you'll definitely want to. If you are curious as to how you can give back this holiday season specifically to small businesses or encouraging women, HSDT is a great place to start. I want to encourage you to listen to last week's Friday bonus episode, which is all about becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. If you're looking for a free option, go ahead and leave that five-star review on iTunes, which is appreciated and a great gift year round. Well, today's conversation is one that I have been so eager to share with you all. Margie's passion for her business, Addison Bay, is contagious. If you all are not yet familiar with Margie and her incredible work, I think you're going to be a fan after this conversation. Here is Margie Adzik on How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Marguerite Adzik, is a mother, Philadelphia-based entrepreneur, and founder of Addison Bay. Addison Bay is an activewear lifestyle brand inspired for life beyond the gym. Launched in September of 2018, Marguerite stepped down from a job she loved to start Addison Bay, with the idea that fashion-forward activewear was here to stay. The problem she was trying to solve? Finding activewear that was polished yet comfortable. Marguerite dreamed of creating a one-stop shop as the solution all busy, on-the-go women needed, including herself. The AB girl is the ultimate multitasker when it comes to her wardrobe. She loves activewear that marries functional needs with ready-to-wear style. Something either feels right or it doesn't. Luckily, the AB girl has inherent style and her go-to wardrobe effortlessly straddles the fine line between performance and everyday style. When Marguerite isn't designing new pieces for Addison Bay or styling the perfect photo shoot to inspire clients, she is likely enjoying time with her husband and their two children, a daughter and a son. Marguerite, welcome to How'd She Do That? Emily, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, well, you are so sweet. I am so excited about this conversation. And right off the bat, I need to congratulate you. 
because I did a little, uh, I did a little kind of looking around and, and a little learning about Addison Bay. This is a baby brand and you have already done so much. We have done so much, but I just think we have so much further to go. So <laughs> thank you so much. But I just, we are cooking with fire and I know we just have so much further to go. So we got to keep working hard. Oh, I love it. And and what I mean by that, you guys, when I say it's a baby brand, I'm talking a, a few years old. So I am so excited to just dive right in to your story and to hear more. And listeners, I know you guys are going to love this. So so let's dive in. I would love, um, I'd love to kind of start these conversations just hearing a little bit more about you, perhaps share maybe where you're from, and then ultimately, where did you go to school and what did you major in? Yes. So I am from Philadelphia. That is where I live now with my husband and my two adorable little children. Um, I went to the University of Virginia and I had an incredible experience there. Um, I was actually a student athlete at UVA. I played lacrosse, um, which was an awesome experience. I'm still very, very close with all my teammates. um, And that was just a wild ride, but super cool. Um, I majored in communications. I am saying this very clearly. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I Mm. really, I didn't know where I was heading until towards the end of graduation or right after I graduated, Um, but I figured it out. So for all the young ladies that are still figuring it out, (laughs) you have plenty of time. Oh, yes. That's so funny. You're, I'm, you're mimicking my story as well. That was me. I was a communication major and I thought, you know what? I don't have to take many maths with this. <laughs> so I can steer clear of science. Oh, I love to hear that. So, okay. You're sharing like towards the end of college, you, you got a little bit of clarity as to what you wanted to step into. What, what did that look like? Was that an internship or a conversation with someone? How did you kind of nail down that first roll out of school? Yeah. So I, um, right out of school, I knew I wanted to go into the fashion world. Mm -hmm. So started to try and speak to as many people in the industry that I possibly could, um, as all as you know, in the networking world, um, during college, I was so focused on playing lacrosse. So I didn't get internships during the summers. So when I was heading into my post collegiate life, I had a little bit of trouble figuring out how to network and who to meet with. And so I did get an amazing contact at Lily Pulitzer, which is a fabulous company headquartered right outside of Philadelphia in King of Prussia. Um, And my goal was just get your foot in the door. I was young. I was hungry. I would take any role that they would give me. Um, I believe I, I was hired there as an account services for their small specialty stores. I don't even know if that role still exists. (laughs) Um, but I was creative. So in the meantime, I had a fashion blog on the side. I was doing some styling and some fun things. And that really showed my creativity and my style. And within 30 days, I was moved over to the marketing team to start producing and styling all e-commerce and campaign photography for the company. I was a small assistant at the time. So this all kind of happened quickly. Um, but I worked myself up, um, you know, towards the end of my time there, I was in charge of all photography production. It was an incredible experience. I absolutely love Lily. I only have positive things to say. Um, I, I just think the key there is I wasn't too good for any job out of college. I was willing to work and mm. in any part of the company to get my foot in the door and then hustle to work my way up mm. and happened and progressed a little bit more quickly and in things that were probably a little bit of a better fit for me. 
Mm. Um, I just, you know, I didn't snub my nose at any job role. I was like, get me in there. I'll work hard. I'll get to where <laughs> I need to go. And um, I ended up staying at Lily uh, for seven years and, until I started the company. So I only have fabulous things to say. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so fun to hear too, that you were there for such a, I mean, extensive time, many of my listeners, and uh, even we've got women all over the spectrum of age and different seasons of life. Um, that first role out of school, many of them, it's like a very quick stint. So I'm really impressed that you got in. And like you said, you really, no job was, was below you. You really wanted to go for it. And, and gosh, yeah, you really worked your way up in the company. I'm really curious because I, um, I had a stint in my first role out of school was at Foot Locker in New York. So it ties in with your athleticism and, and whatnot, but I, I wanted to move into different realms within the company how did you do that? Because I'm sure some of my listeners, um, just a quick, quick thought that might be something they're looking to do. Like for instance, you loved being at Lily, obviously it was a great experience, but you did, you moved into different entities, kind of pivoting into the marketing realm. Was this conversations with your boss as to what you were passionate about? How did you kind of make those moves or make it known that you wanted to, to dive into different areas? Great question. I, I feel like I was, you know, young, hungry. I was 22 and mm. I took initiative myself to mm. learn. So I learned about every single part of the company um, and tried to understand what these roles entailed, what people were doing at all different parts of this large, large company yeah. um, and to figure out what was going to be a good fit for me. I think I naturally fell into marketing because I was more on the creative side. So it worked out. Um, but I would ask people, Hey, can I take you out to lunch? I would try and take mm. out to lunch once a week. Again, I was 22. I really had no money. Probably shouldn't have been <laughs> taking anyone out to lunch, but I was willing and hungry to learn. So um, I definitely took initiative there. And then I do credit Lily um, in a way. I do, you know, it's a very large company, um, but it still operates kind of in a startup mentality. Like you're sitting at the table next to the president and CEO and wow. Hey, what do you think? And you're like, what? I'm 22. What do you mean? <laughs> um, so I thought that was cool from day one, your, your opinions were valued. At least my experience was very positive. So I have to say, I credit the company as well, but I definitely took initiative. And when I like from day one, I was like, I'm going to meet one person from each different category or each different part of the company. And I'm going to learn what they do. And I'm wow. going to decide where I'm heading. And so definitely, you know, kind of taking the reins a bit. Wow. Okay. Right off the bat, I've got homework for somebody. Somebody's listening and you've got to go find somebody in a different role, different entity, different kind of portion of your company. I love that. That is so I love that tangible takeaway of like, yeah, where do you want to be in it? 22, to your point, you don't know, but you are able to kind of step in and recognize, okay, ultimately marketing. And then gosh, to hear that you were on the photo shoot and the styling side of things, it's really fun to kind of see where Addison Bay is now and putting together some of the pieces of your story. It's so fun. Well, well, tell us a little bit, tell us about kind of that end period at Lily, perhaps tell us a little bit about what's going on in your personal life at this time? Yeah, that is a huge piece of my story. Um, that doesn't always get shared with, you know, when talking about the company, but um, <laughs> like I said, I had a great experience at Lily. So one would think that I wouldn't be, you know, looking for what was next, but 
I think you can tell I'm always like kind of moving and shaking a bit. And <laughs> I had a few ideas. I think my husband um, would be the first to say some of my ideas were horrible. Um, <laughs> but I definitely always had an entrepreneurial spirit. That doesn't mean like when I was little, I was like, I'm going to grow up and be an entrepreneur. But it means um, I just was, I always just kind of was thinking about what was next or, you know, various ideas. And I did have this idea for Addison Bay. It was called Project X at the time. Um, <laughs> and I was thrilled about it, you know, would speak to some family members about it, my husband specifically. And we all agreed, yeah, this is actually a pretty good idea. I think we have something. Um, but in the meantime, personally, I was trying to start a family, get pregnant um, with my daughter. And I was going through major, major fertility struggles mm. uh, and through several rounds of IVF. Um, and it was a long journey um, and some very low lows, but um, that, that the story is great because I, I got my little girl. Um, mm. But really, I had this idea and I just was like, you know, what? I can't execute until I get pregnant. This is like what my focus is. I have to focus on my family and um, my daughter, wow. you know, my future child at the time. And so I finally got pregnant. Thank you to modern medicine. Yes. Yeah. IVF got my little girl and I was like 14 weeks pregnant, which is like, kind of like when you're hitting like safe zone and I was, oh, okay. I'm pregnant. Yay. Like, all right, this is the perfect time to start writing a business plan and pitching the idea to investors. (laughs) Basically the most ridiculous thing for a pregnant woman to say, like, (laughs) like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to start designing the nursery, which by the way, I was so excited to do that too. And I was so thrilled about the next step for my husband and I and our family. Um, but I knew I had a good idea. I really, now that I had the bandwidth to execute, I knew I had to do it then or else someone else would do it and I would never get there. And so I raised enough capital to start the company and I resigned from a job that I loved at six months pregnant. And I launched Addison Bay when my daughter, Annie, was three months old. Oh, Oh my gosh. Well, I just had, I just got chills because I think something you just shared and and first and foremost, thank you so much for sharing that sweet season of your life. Um, It's amazing to hear. And, and of course now those of you who don't know, you actually have two children, which I'm sure we'll get to as well, but gosh, I, I just got chills because I love what you just shared and I think someone could, could use to hear it. And maybe it's me, maybe it's me who actually needs to hear this, but I love what you just shared of, you know what, you had this idea, um, for a business, um, you know, kind of like a second baby, you had this idea, but you really thought, no, my focus right now is my family starting a family. Um, and that's going to be the most important thing to me. So I just think that's an amazing takeaway for so many of my listeners and for myself included, you guys can see Margie's very much a a go-getter and always kind of thinking of the next thing, but wow, to pause and to recognize what's really important. Um, I love that you were able to do so. And and that that was the, the key piece of that season of life. It's like, I've got this idea. Project X is underway, but first and foremost, I'm going to take care of the most important thing. So thank you for sharing that. I, I, I'm really, that, that hit home for me. And I, I love that that's kind of the story of the beginning stage of Addison Bay. Well, 
you just shared something really interesting that I'd love to hear a little bit more about, which is that you actually raised capital before, and correct me if I'm wrong, but before leaving Lily, could you tell us a little bit about what that looked like? Maybe even tell us a little bit about the brainstorming of your business plan. I mean, you majored in communication. Did you even know how to do these things? <laughs> um, no, Google is my best friend. I <laughs> um, no, I truly, I Googled like the Forbes business plan. And they ask you like six, six big picture questions that you like really have to dive into. Um, but back up one sec, my second oldest brother, I'm the baby of four oh. um, and I, my siblings are amazing. Uh, but my second oldest brother, he is an entrepreneur as well. We're oh. very similar. And so I definitely leaned on him a ton in these early stages. Um, so I had the idea. I, started, you know, thinking through it, writing some thoughts down. And he was like, all right, I need to see a formal business plan, like start putting words on paper. Wow. So I went home, Googled the Forbes business plan, started uh, putting it together and probably went to him like the, you know, next week he was like, chopped it up into shreds, go back again, (laughs) go back again. And like the eighth or ninth time he was like, all right, you've got it. Let's go. So the next step we did a, or I did a small uh, friends and family raise, just truly raised the least amount of capital I possibly could to get this business underway and going. Um, And that was how I was advised. Again, I lean on my brother quite a bit. He's, he's done some pretty great things. Um, So it's good to have somebody in my corner in the entrepreneurial world because it's a very lonely place sometimes. And he really helped in those. uh, And he was pretty instrumental in those early days, just figuring it out. But again, Google's your best friend. You got to kind of just figure it out along the way. And I'll touch on that, you know, through various questions, but (laughs) just, you know, kind of a little bit of fake until you make it and did a lot of that. And now, you know, we've come a lot further, but um, I'm sure I'll be doing that 10 years down the road. (laughs) It's never ending, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Well, you just answered. Thank you so much. You just answered actually a listener question. I had a listener say, you know, do any of your guests use a business plan? Well, you guys check it out. Forbes business plan is what we used here to get Addison Bay up and running. I love that. That is just like you said, Google's your best friend. You can figure it out as you go, but I just wrote that down. That's such a great, um, gosh, resource and, and thought there. So Tell us a little bit about this first season of Addison Bay. What did it look like to begin thinking about products? Did you have a specific product in mind or were you more of a big picture? Like, okay, I, I see what this is going to look like. What, what did it look like to kind of start brainstorming styles and products so early on? Yes. Um, well, I think I'll talk about my light bulb moment and then- yeah. Yeah. So I, it was New Year's Day of 2018, and I was like very in concept mode again, like probably like four months pregnant at the time. And I was, you know, starting to write the business plan, really think through it and iron out the details. And I probably, you know, I was pregnant. I had probably one foot out the door, one foot in the door. Should I do this? Should I not do this? We went to the chicest place in town for brunch, my husband and I. And you know, everyone's like, I felt like dressed to the nines, everyone's clinking champagne, celebrating the new year um, and looked around and 99% of women were wearing leggings. And wow. I wow, this is like a cultural movement. Like this is happening. Women are wearing leggings 24 seven, whether they're working out or not. We're at yeah. the brunch in Philadelphia wow. and everyone's in 
activewear. Um, so really, I knew the need was fashion-forward activewear. I know, you know there's tons of big companies out there that have high-performance activewear that have been around for quite a bit and have done a fabulous job um, really you know, bringing activewear to the next level. But I just knew that there was a need for more fashion-forward activewear. She wants to be stylish, uh, but she needs to be comfortable today, mm. like the perfect example for me. I was up at 6 a.m. I worked out, jumped in the shower <laughs> real quick, changed. I get my two kids, you know, fed, changed, you know, you, it's like <laughs> wild, a wild time in the morning. Um, grab my daughter. We walk mile to school. She walks on my, sh- she's on my shoulders the entire time. So I'm like, <laughs> dripping sweat. Um, and then I beeline it to work. I'm at the office, 830 to five, five on the dot. I beeline it home. I'm back playing on the floor with my kids. So oh. my wardrobe needs to be equally functional. Like comfort is absolutely key. Yeah. But it also needs to be equally stylish. Like I care how I look. I want to look put together at the office. Yeah. I want to look put together at drop off. And that was like the brand ethos, the foundation of what all of our products had to fit in that bucket of mm. functionality um, and style. So it had to have both of those components. We couldn't just have like a basic black legging. It needed to have some fashion forward element or, you know, just kind of like marrying both of those principles. And that is like, from day one, been the foundation in the business plan. And yes, of course it's evolved, but it's always been there. And, um, and we're, we're really proud of that. Well, and it's so funny because I actually didn't know your history at Lily, but seeing your design and the word that comes to mind is just elevated. I feel like Addison Bay, the pieces are elevated. And I love to hear that brunch story. That is so fun for you to be looking around and for you to be like, this is the most chic, wonderful, like New Year's Day experience. And you're looking around and you're like, everyone's wearing something that I, I've already been thinking about. I've already been planning. So it, you guys, we're going to give you a chance to, to connect. And you're probably already looking up Addison Faye pieces as we're talking about them. But when you see them, you're going to know what we're talking about. You're going to be able to see it tangibly. I mean, they're beautiful pieces. Well, tell us a little bit about the, the products and, and when you when you started to kind of design or, or get started there, did you bring on a team member to, to brainstorm? Did you have a designer? What did it look like to actually like make a tangible product? Yes. Okay. So the business has evolved so much. So remember that business plan I was talking about? I need yes. to suck that out the window because so much <laughs> change. But that's the cool part about being an entrepreneur, like pivoting and yeah. finding your new direction. So um, early days, the business plan really was actually more to curate the best assortment of fashion forward activewear. So I found all these cool brands in Australia, London, LA, New York, and I thought we could be this one-stop shop for fashion forward activewear. So oh, wow. with smaller niche brands, we would, you know, just be a one-stop shop and more of like a curator. So I brought on a buyer who is, was my very first employee. She's still with us and she is fabulous. My right-hand gal. Mm. And so she, um, came on even before we launched the company and she was our buyer. And I said in the business plan, you know, we'll launch our private label year four or five. Like once we understand who our consumer is, we launched the company and within three months, we knew exactly who our consumer is, uh, how she was shopping, how she was finding out, out about the brand. And I knew that there was opportunities. So we launched our private label shortly after the Addison Day label. Definitely leaned on some of my contacts from Lily, people who had moved on, especially in the production world. So, you know, networked um, as much as I possibly could to get these pieces made. And 
early days, we went tight and right, launched four styles, multiple SKUs in each style, really like laser focused. And the consumer went wild. So <laughs> I was like, okay, it seems like there's something here. I think we we're about like 18% Addison Bay. Seems like there's something here. Like let's, um, you know, kind of get this moving a little bit faster than that business plan had said. Um, we hired a designer, we hired a bigger production team and fast forward to today, uh, we are 93% Addison Bay. Wow. We have a full production team. We have an in-house designer, um, an in-house print designer. We do some printing. Um, we, my buyer is no longer a buyer because she's more of like our merchandising allocator. She does design herself. So wow. we really just pivoted the business and it's been so exciting. Obviously like some lows along the way, but the highs far outshine the lows in this, in this respect, mm-hmm. um, in regards to, you know, margin changes have been great. The growth of the company has been great and brand awareness has just been so exciting. Are the Addison Bay label, when I see it on the streets, truly like it is unbelievable. It's the coolest, coolest, coolest feeling. So, um, we are so proud of our brand, but again, we got to keep going. Cause I know we have so much further to go. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, this is so much fun. And again, you guys, I mentioned this right off the bat because I have been so impressed with the timing. I mean, we're talking New Year's Day 2018. You just unpacked so many different elements that are already taking place in the business. 93% Addison Bay. And it's so fun to hear the different steps along the way and your original thought of, well, let's be a curated you know, source for people to come and find these different brands. And then ultimately recognizing like, wait, I, we are literally a brand and this is the brand people are looking for. Uh, You just mentioned something though. I I would love to know how were people finding out about you guys in the beginning? How how did you find those AB girls in the beginning? Yeah. I mean, of course, very early days, it was like all my friends and family shopping. (laughs) I very much appreciate them. Um, A lot of word of mouth. I think it was like more localized, more in the Philly area. Um, and then we really, in early 2019, just a few months into the business, we started spending pretty significantly in the marketing space, um, in the digital space specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, just that digital presence became really important to us. And then we started partnering with influencers. So I think our digital advertising and influencer marketing strategies were pretty strong from the very, very beginning. And that's how a lot of women were finding out about us. Of course, like word of mouth, little by little, things happen. Um, early days, um, additionally, we went to every single event that you could possibly attend. Like if I could be outside of a coffee shop on the street corner, popping up a tent with our clothes racks, I was there. Um, so we hustled and just like, I knew brand awareness, like people have to see your brand multiple times before they bite. So yeah. I knew I just had to get in front of her, her meaning the consumer, um, and just show her what Addison Bay is about. And that's what those early days were all about. You can ask my first employee. We went to some crazy events. Um, <laughs> we, we tested a lot of things, but, and we're still testing things every single day. Right. Um, some things strike, some things don't, um, but in a, in a little bit of a different way now, but we, we just keep testing and keep trying and, you know, see what bites and see what works to find our consumer. Well, and it's so much, yeah, this is just so much fun. I'm, I'm loving every element of the story behind Addison Bay, uh, but I want my listeners to know, because I found this so cool. Can you tell us a little bit about the story behind the name? Yes, of course. Oh. Um, 
So my husband and I were living on Addison Street during the inception of the company. Um, I spent many late nights at the kitchen counter writing the business plan, pregnant with my daughter, Annie. And Addison Street is just such a special street in Philadelphia. So I knew it had to be part of the name a little bit. Mm. Um, and then Bay comes from Swimming in the Bay in Avalon, New Jersey, which is where my family grew up going and really kind of invokes that active lifestyle. Um, and Avalon is actually where we just opened our very first brick and mortar store in May. So we're thrilled that I'm actually thrilled that that's part of our name because um, it will always be part of our story uh, being our very first retail store. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, y'all have to go and check out the retail store. That's so exciting. And congratulations on that as well. It's been fun to kind of hear some of the, and again, you guys, I, I feel like I could talk to you forever, but we're going to just touch the surface on how many different things have happened in the last few years. Uh, but I would love to hear from you because this is always an interesting update from entrepreneurs. Can you share with us perhaps over the last, gosh, two, three years, if there's any instances throughout your career that, that maybe failure helped shape it? Um, yes. Every single day, I feel like <laughs> failure, it's, it's a little cheesy, but just so much growth comes out of failure. Um, I think like I failed in college sports and then it helped me grow into a better player, you know, and be my very best. I fail every day at Addison Bay and so many great things come out of it. You don't know it in the time, but so many great things do come out of it. Uh, there's just like, there's really no handbook starting a company. Yeah. So all I know is that I'm trying my absolute hardest. Sometimes we succeed, sometimes we fail, but we're putting ourselves out there and we're trying. Yeah. So I know it's all part of it. Um, the best thing that's come out of failure is just the greatest sense of resilience. Hmm. I think, I mean, nothing truly can get me down to make, like, down enough to make me throw in the towel, walk away. Do I have low moments? Absolutely. Yes. That's a roller coaster of being an entrepreneur life, but I never, ever, ever give up. I've learned to use these failures to my benefit for my personal and professional growth. And I truly do wake up every morning, like, all right, let's do this. Like very mm -hmm. motivated and like very much let's go. So that resilience I've gotten some serious thick skin in the past couple of years. Um, and so much, I think just my growth of resilience has come out of like all of these insane failures. Mm. And there's just really something to be said about that. Mm. Well, that, and I'm, I'm sitting over here thinking, where, where do you think that comes from that resilience? Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm like, yes, I'm with you, girl. I'm like, I feel the same way when I've got ups and downs with the podcast. I'm like, I know I'm good at this. I know my guests are awesome. We are going to keep going. I'm sure you feel the same way with different seasons of Addison Bay, but where do you credit that resilience? Because I think oftentimes there's, there's a pinpoint of you can kind of go back to it and think that's maybe where it came from. Can you think of where that might be? I feel like I'd pinpoint it to just like my inherent optimism. Mm. I truly am like a very optimistic person. I see the glass completely full. Mm. Um, and I think that just helps me like, again, get up at 5am and be like, all right, let's do this after like a pretty low day the day prior, you know, not just feeling down like, oh, shoot, how do I keep going? Um, so I just think like my inherent like optimism and positivity has really helped me be resilient and get through it. Mm. Um, I also know that this is a good idea. I know the company is onto something. I see, we call them little wins. Mm. And we do wins of the week every Friday morning. And again, it's just like, it's just like a 
really positive way to end the week. And even if it was not a good week, sales-wise, whatever happened, fires in the production world, we talk about the wins of the week just to end the week on an optimistic, positive note. Mm. And I think just like I see these little sparks every single week, these little wins, and all of those little wins are going to come together and this company's going to make it. So I see the sparks. I know that we've got this. So I just kind of, you know, optimistically or tell myself every day, like we've got, this is happening. We can do this. But again, that doesn't mean I don't have low moments. Like I'm not glamorizing it at all. Like I actually had a pretty low day yesterday Mm. and I woke up this morning, like, all right, like we've got this, we can do it. And like, yes, this is a blimp, but like we can totally do this. So just a very real example of just, I'm not optimistic and positive all the time, but I tried. (laughs) Okay. Margie, I am actually obsessed with you. I am like connected with you in so many levels. And I am going to take that tangible. There's so many takeaways, you guys, from this conversation already, but I'm going to take away that little win example. I want to do that with my husband tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. And I want to do that. I want to say, what are the little wins? Because like you just said, those little wins add up to, to big wins and to big moments. So you mentioned earlier, you've actually seen Addison Bay out and about. Could you tell us perhaps what was a real wow moment for you in your career? That's actually what I was going to say. I feel like those, it, again, it's such like a little win, but when I see Addison Bay, we say, when we see Addison Bay in the wild, <laughs> like my team truly loses their minds. We get so excited. Oh. It's just one of the greatest moments. Like this is my other baby. Mm-hmm. I have two babies at home that are just my entire world. Um, but Addison Bay is my other, my baby. I was born three months after my daughter. Um, I've put so much time and energy into this company. My husband has, my family has, all my siblings, parents, in-laws, everybody just were, everyone's rooting us on Mm. and to see it in the wild in real life and that consumers love it and they're excited about it. Like there truly is nothing better in my opinion. Mm. Um, That was a pretty great, that's just a great moment, you know, whenever I see that. And then probably the biggest wow moment for me, like if I had to pick one, we opened our first retail store in May, Memorial Day weekend in Avalon, New Jersey, where I grew up going to the beach. And on opening day, 10 a.m. was the open. And I looked outside at 9.30, line literally wrapped around the block. It was pouring rain out like I'm not slightly raining like pouring rain like people you know torrentially soaked and the line was wrapped around the block for two plus hours like I'm not getting I had goosebumps I was like wait what are those people doing lined up outside like where what are they (laughs) get into like it was was honestly just such a pinch me moment and I just credit my whole team for putting so much time and energy into opening that opening that store like you really you can only open a store once Um, and we did it the right way and our consumer was so excited and I just, I'm excited to open more stores after that. It was just like, it was one of the greatest moments. I love meeting our consumer. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was just like a really tangible in-person moment where I was like, wow, we're onto something. This is pretty special. Oh my gosh. Well, and I, I think one of the coolest takeaways I'm having just kind of thinking with you about that wow moment is how many personal touches you have placed into Addison Bay, even the location of Avalon, somewhere that you love, something that is so special to you. So I'm sure, gosh, you had to be standing in a brick and mortar store with your pieces all around. I'm sure styled the way that you had hoped and dreamed. 
And then to have those people outside, gosh, I, I, I feel so inspired when I hear those wow moments from my guests, because it's just, it's just the coolest thing to just kind of slightly feel how you may have felt and been just like, wow, this is, this is a real pinch me moment. And yeah, gosh, anyways, I, I, I could stay in that moment for a while. I'm, I'm feeling inspired. Oh my goodness. Well, I would love to know too, because there's so many different themes in your story that I'm, I'm totally leaning on and kind of taking to heart. The, the element of optimism is huge. I love how much you connect with other people, um, not just women, but, but people in general that, that you either have worked with in the past, um, or even when you were at Lily meeting and getting to know folks, I'd love to know though. Um, and and this is a loaded one. So I always preface, (laughs) But could you tell us perhaps what is the greatest lesson you have learned? I, I, this one's hard. Um, just because like you're on such a roller coaster when you start a company and it's just such a wild ride along the way. It's hard to pull yourself out and actually, you know, think about the lessons that you've learned. Um, but if I do take a breather for a moment, I always just think to myself, and this goes along with our conversation about resilience. Um, I always say you can kill confidence, but you can't kill drive. So I've definitely wow. had little moments on this journey. I wake up every day excited to go to work. I do not have the Sunday scaries. I really don't. Like I am very jazzed to get in here every day and to continue battling, for lack of a better word, to move Addison Bay forward. And I think that's what it's all about. Like I will not stop. I'm so committed and driven. Um, for this company, for this brand, for all my employees, for my family. Um, so yes, do, are there moments where I'm super low and then my confidence is a little shot? Absolutely. But you, like no one truly can kill my drive. Like I innately have that. I always have, have had it. Um, and I'm very motivated to keep this thing going. Golly. Okay. We're done. I'm just kidding. So good. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I just wrote that down. You can kill confidence, but you can't kill drive. What would you say to someone who, because this actually, this is all very relatable. I had a day yesterday that my confidence was just shot. I was like, oh gosh, this is, this is tough. We got some, some different things at play and this is tough. I'm feeling down. What would you say to someone who perhaps, perhaps they're listening to you and they're like, well, that's great for you. You have this inherent, you know, ability to see the glass half full. Well, good for you. But I just, I can't, I can't get there. What encouragement would you say to a woman who, who is feeling like she lacks confidence um, and could use a little bit of, of your advice on that? What, what would you say to them? I think just like self-reflection is everything. So mm. look in the mirror, look at yourself. What are like teeny little things that make you feel confident? It doesn't mean that you have to transform your whole 24 hours in your day. So what mm. are like small things that make you feel more confident and then executing on that on a daily basis again, even if it's like these little things that all add up to each other, um, I really think it makes a huge difference in terms of making you more confident. Mm. Like, I also want to reiterate, I'm not confident all the time. My confidence, you were just saying yesterday, your confidence was shot. And it happens quite often to me, especially when I hear the the word no, or, you know, like, oh my gosh, or whatever the case is. And I'm like, what? We've come so far. How could you say no? My confidence is obviously shot or whatever yeah. the case is. But, um, you know, then I like look inwardly. I'm like, okay, wait, 
one, like what have we done? Like how far have we come? That does help the confidence a little bit. And then two, what are things that make me feel better in terms of getting back to that like even keel feeling of confidence? And I mean, for me, I just like love working hard and being driven and motivated and keep going because I know um, that will get me there. I also love proving people wrong. So I love, like, <laughs> I secretly love when I hear a no, I actually don't, but if I hear no or something like negative, I'm like, okay, well, you just push me way further. I'm going to work triple hard now. Um, and it is like kind of a funny little thing. I was like, make fun of myself about it, but I'm like, oh, well, I'll show you. And it's not like a mean spirited way. It's just like, oh, you just, you just push me that much further. So, um, so that's like another funny, funny little anecdotal thing for me, but yeah, just find like little pieces, be very self-reflective. I am like one of the most self-reflective people in terms of like seeing, you know, what makes me in various parts of my life, good at being a mom at home, good at being a CEO at work and, um, mm-hmm. confident in both of those places. And I think that's probably one of the best strategies. Okay. I feel like I'm looking into a mirror. This is crazy. Next time you're out here in Malibu, we've got to meet up because you're speaking my language. I love everything you just said. I, yeah, I had a, I had a thought come to mind as you were sharing even that element of loving to prove people wrong and not even in an aggressive or a mean sense, just like, okay, you just lit a fire under me. Just wait. Just wait, literally. Again, (laughs) that mean spirit is just like, oh, wait, you just pushed me that much further. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I I can't, I'm already like, I can't wait to re-listen to this. There's so many good, just insight into what you're sharing. Uh, But I'd love to know too, because you've got a lot going on. I mean, gosh, you're a mom of two, like you said, CEO as Addison Bay. Could you tell us what are you learning now? I I seriously am learning every single day. That's probably the coolest part about starting a company. Um, And I always encourage all of my employees to continue learning and pushing themselves. Um, I think the biggest thing I'm learning right now is the production side of things at our company. Mm. We shifted our model completely towards our Addison Bay brand um, and producing these products in various factories. We're not just in one factory anymore. We're in four. So um, all the communication that goes along with speaking to these factories and communicating all the lead times, all the lingo. I was probably like the furthest removed from that when I worked at Lily. So I've had zero experience, like truly learning by Googling and from networking um, since starting the company here Uh, and from my fabulous hires, of course. And so now in this role, I'm just trying to learn as much as possible. And we just hired someone new in house. So I'm learning so much from her. She's such an expert in the space and I'm just excited for more development here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, feels like the sky's the limit. If you ask me, you guys have so much going on. And, and again, just to hear such a, what a young, I feel, I feel so grateful that I'm getting to talk to you at this stage of the company, because I feel like we're going to need a follow-up. I think this, I think we're onto something. I think you're onto something and I'm really excited to, to hear, gosh, yeah. Tell us what's, I mean, what's next, what's next for you? So much. I feel like- <laughs> vision board is just like jam-packed with a million things, but, um, things in my mind, I'm definitely, our first store was such a smashing success. Yeah. So I'm definitely interested in opening more stores. So, um, and t- we're trying to test various markets, not just stay in the Philly area. So I'm thrilled about that. And we're, um, strategizing our next move there. Um, 
we will be, we're partnering with Saks in March. Um, oh. I'm thrilled about that. That's our first national retailer. So um, I am just obviously very excited. Oh. Um, and I'm sure they have fun, a few fun exclusives that are coming in 22, still in negotiations. Um, but yeah, just a, mil- a zillion different things. The Addison Bay line, I would say like by far is just our biggest project. It is so beautiful. Our designers doing such fabulous things. Our production teams doing such fabulous things. So that really is like the core of everything we're doing. Our product is strong. And then we get to do all these fun things off of it, which is great. Oh my gosh. Yes. And for it to be coming to Saks, I mean, what a dream. I'm so excited about this. And you guys, I know I've been teasing this, but you're going to get a chance to, to connect and to be able to know where you can find all of the awesome things we're talking about. But this has been such an encouraging conversation. I, I can't thank you enough for, gosh, your time. I'd, I'd love to know, is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to? I guess I just don't want to glamorize the startup life so much. We were like, oh my gosh, you've come so far. You've done so, such amazing things. Like there really are moments that are very, very difficult on this startup journey. Yeah. The highs far outshine the lows, but the lows um, are definitely something that need to be mentioned because um, they're part of the story and part of, you know, building the resilience along the way. But really just, I, you know, I have had some serious low moments where I'm like, is this company going to make it? And yeah. you know, we come out of that and we hit a high and then, you know, we come right back down to a low. Every time something amazing happens, I swear I'm brought back down to reality, like very, <laughs> very quickly. Um, so I just always try to not glamorize it. We've grown so fast and we are having pretty significant growth. I'm looking forward into the next year. Um, you know, per all the great things that I just said, but I just don't ever want to glamorize it. It is like hard, hard, hard work. And I'm very structured and very disciplined and um, just trying to do the very best I can at work and at home and everywhere in between. Well, and I love, I love that you took the time to kind of stop and say that because it is true. And you guys, we're just skimming the surface. I mean, this, this is a packed conversation with so many incredible, encouraging moments, but I love that you would just take a moment to pause and say, Hey, you guys. And for those of you who are listening, if you're a mom, well, we skimmed over this. I mean, you had two kiddos in this time frame that we're talking about. So those of you who are mothers who know what that experience is, is like and how much changes in your world will add in that a company was being birthed for a lack of better words as well. It's just, it's so cool. It's so fun to think back on the last few years. And I love that you would take a moment to, to take us there with you and to remind everybody, yeah, there's a ton of different elements at play, but ultimately your optimism, in my opinion, is, is inspiring. Well, it's been really cool too. Um, there's just so many themes, so many themes. Um, really the one that's coming to mind the most is probably resilience with your story of Addison Bay and all that you've done. Um, I would love to know, because you mentioned networking as a key part of your story and your career, we kind of touched on that a little bit, but perhaps who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? Yes. I I mean, I network all the time, especially with other founders. The founder journey can be very um, lonely. So um, one of my favorite girls, and now we're very good friends, her name is Alexa. She is the founder of Margo. Um, the shoe brand and 
their pieces are so gorgeous, but I would definitely suggest her. She's super smart, really hard worker. I just adore her. Oh, love it. Well, you all will have to be on the lookout for a potential episode to hear more about Margot's shoes. Love it. Oh my goodness. Well, we've teased this a little bit, but can you let us know where can listeners connect with you? Yes. Um, please follow us on Instagram at Addison Bay. Um, we post lots of fun behind the scenes so you can get the real scoop into what we're doing. Um, and then lots of new product launches and then definitely sign up for our emails to be the first to learn about all the fun things. Um, we launch about once a month and, um, emails, the best way to follow along. Oh, amazing. Well, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. This was such a treat. And like I said earlier, I already can't wait to go back and listen. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers or the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for our Christmas special. We will talk to you soon.